signal kind of got it was like going in and out at one point and yeah. then people were like coming in and out like talking to him like in between like i think just one of the topics so i wanted oh, to cut okay. that out but other than that like it really like it, it went by pretty well and smoothly i think there was one part i'm gonna take out because i think i said something a little wild and i was like oh, i don't know if i want to get that spicy on the stock <laughs> pot yeah <laughs> you know it's a time and a place, and you know, I don't want to hit that parental consent button every time. Now, do you, do you want? Are you up to playing that game? Oh yeah, I'll get crazy, and like my family knows at this point. Like, you know, listen at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Like I don't say, any, like I never say anything crazy, crazy, because I'm just like my life isn't really all that nuts. Yeah, but I'm a very unfiltered person at points. Like, if I get to the point, like, even my family will be able to say, like, yeah, if he's gonna say something, he's gonna say it, and you know, it's just gonna have to roll how it rolls. But it's never disrespectful. All right. So, do you are you do you want to play this game or no? If not, it's okay. I can explain it to you real quick. so it's like, uh, yeah. I guess so there's three levels to the game, uh, level one, two, and three, obviously. But the first one is like perception based. So like, I pull a card, you pull a card, I pull a card and ask a question, and you answer. It's that is that simple, really. We both just answer the questions. Now, realistically, we're supposed to pull 15, like a minimum of fifteen cards per level, but. To cut it short, we can pull like five, or we could just let it ride yeah. and see where it goes. Yeah, I was about to say, let's just see, let's just rock with what rocks and see where it, see what happens. We'll just start off with five. We go from there. The questions aren't really well, so each level is a little deeper. Like the second level is really deep. The third level is like kind of a reflection of like everything that we talked about or whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, kind of just going over everything. Um, you can opt out of questions. They're not intrusive questions or anything like that. You just okay, bet because I was about to say I don't want to drop names <laughs> today. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like I told you, I've been back for three months. But um, I feel like they're it's going to be a little difficult because a lot of them. Well, not a lot of them. Some of them are like, oh, well, do I look? But I have a feeling you know what I look like. I know what you look like. We haven't seen each other in a while, but. I have a general idea or we can go off of sound just based off how we're talking. So I'll, I guess I'll draw a card, ask you a question. And then when it's your turn, I'll read the card aloud as if, you know, you're asking me the question. 
Alright. Alright. So we'll start off. I'll draw a card from level one. Alright. The question is... This thing has wild cards, too, where it asks us to do certain things, but we're not going to do that. Yeah, I was about to say, that ain't even possible. Sounds like a drinking game. It it low-key is, you know. Uh, All right, so question number one. As a child, what do you think I wanted to be? Like, for me. What did you want to be? Yeah, what do you think I wanted to be? A real black boy. <laughs> Damn, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Because I people, uh, man, I'm just playing. It didn't really hurt that oh much. Oh my god, <laughs> damn much. You said damn much. Oh man. Oh, oh man, what did? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? If you know, uh, knowing me for as long as you did, kind of. Shit. I mean, back then you was uh, kind of getting the motorcycles a lot back in high school. Yeah. Like you want, you really want to, you know, ditch that manual you was driving, and you would rather just drive your bike, and you kept buying parts and trying to upgrade it. For sure, I did. Well, I guess I did want to be. At one point in time, I wanted to be like a, a supercross, like a dirt bike, you know, racer or whatever. But I found out that sport is only for white people. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what will happen if a little Blasian kid pulls up to the Atlanta Motor Speedway trying to do that? I'm going to flat shit up. They will flat your tires. You've seen <laughs> how they acted when they... <laughs> Bro, somebody did flat my tire on my like with my bike at what? school. Some hating ass, mo- bro. Like I walked. I mean, that love joy. I'm not surprised, but I was. Like, them kids was bad for no reason. They probably didn't even know it was your bike. They. I was the only one. Me and like uh, it was another person. Uh, fuck is his name? He's real cool. I just forgot his name. Anyway, me and him were the only ones with bikes, and I walked outside and I was like, "Huh, my tire's flat." That sucks. And then I looked at it some more, and it was like slit. I was like, "Damn, that's rude as fuck." <laughs> Yo, they. I thought they just let the air out. They for real cut your. Tire. Yes, bro. I was like, "Why? Why did? That why is, would you do that?" That is evil. Anyway, and them kids were bad for no reason. Like, why? Just what made because. them that mad. Uh, and the area wasn't a bad area. Like everybody, for the most part, lived in a solid house. Yeah, bro. Everybody had houses that were like two hundred thousand and up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't That's know. Good. It was weird, weird times. All right. So, a question uh, that you would ask me would be: uh, Do I think that you are usually early on time or late to events? Yeah, whatever I pick, I'd have to explain, right? I feel like. You're uh, early to events, not by much, but at least by five or ten minutes, because you know, given up uh, off the last episode or what we talked about, military. Even though yeah. I mean, for me it was four years, but yours were a little longer. 
shit, within the first year and a half, I feel like a lot of that shit was like drilled into your fucking brain to where you had no choice. (laughs) Hurry up and wait all the time. Like you just, you just knew to show up at minimum. Like if you show up five minutes before, people going to tell you, you cutting it close. Right. Like that's not even a lie. That is 100% all the time. They don't care what the weather is. They don't care what's going on on base if you stuck in traffic. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think- I, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's kind of right. But mostly because I'm just lazy, bro. Like, I like to pull up somewhere and, like, be there well before time just so I could bullshit. Cause so you can chill. I'm- you don't got to fucking rush in there. Yeah, I'm a huge procrastinator, and it's so bad. So I notice. So I make sure I take time out of my day to wake up earlier than I should, like way earlier. Be the first one to show up, and people, I guess, I guess being proactive, people see it like, oh, that's really good. It's this, that, the other. No, I just want to get it out the way. Like I leave to Kennesaw earlier in the morning just so I could avoid traffic. Right. My instructors, they might come into class and see me like waiting in the lobby or something and oh jordan is you know ready to get to it and this nah to keep it a buck i came there for breakfast and i came there (laughs) (laughs) kennesaw has a really good uh they have a really good cafeteria i'm not gonna lie i came there for breakfast and i just wanted to be because early morning atlanta traffic doesn't exist it's super you know low there ain't that many cars out right because around eight to nine Cause my first class actually starts at eight, so I make sure I get to Kennesaw at about seven thirty, seven forty-five ish. So I have to leave at six, six forty-five ish. So really, I'm waking up around uh, around six o'clock, five fifty, mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure. But it's mostly because I'm lazy, and I would rather be lazy waiting for somebody than be lazy and having like rush and get somewhere yeah i mean that makes sense because i mean if i show up late and i'm rushing then it just fucks up the whole day but if i'm there early enough i could sit either in the parking lot wherever i could sit in that on my phone just scrolling through whatever facebook twitter instagram whatever whatever the kids are into these days and i can just get up and go in yeah all right Next question for you. If MySpace were still a thing, what would my profile song be? What would your profile song be? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Boats and Hoes from uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> That's Boats a decent song. Boats and Hoes. That song. What was, oh. what was my last, my, like... Oh, I man, feel like Soldier Boy was on my was on my MySpace, and I had like a money background. I think I had like you remember like there were cartoon characters like SpongeBob, Winnie the Pooh, and shit. But they would be yeah, all yeah. But they were like G'd out. Yeah, <laughs> I think the man, last... I'm happy that that era ended, and I'm so happy it did. <laughs> oh man, the last one I had was I think Winnie the it Pooh. Was... We wow. Boy, you would get the you would get. Oh, we need we really wore we need to poo shirts with glitter on them to school. Oh my god, don't even remind me. 
The like, fucking I had talkies. a Bugs Bunny one. You're a mess. I don't even know what that era was. Like, why was that even a thing? It was a shame. It was so bad. Like, just looking, like, it's stuff from the 90s that's a better look back than what we did in 2000s. Yes, bro. Like, stunning shades. Like, like sunglasses that you cannot the, see out of? Like, why? Yeah, the Kanye shades <laughs> with the blinders on them. And people always had to, like, look up at an angle. And at first, he was wondering why Kanye was doing it at first. He was like, oh, it's to look. No, it's because that nigga can't see through those glasses. <laughs> it was weird, too, because then we got, like, we were, like, really baggy clothes. And then it was, like, really tight, really skinny clothes. Everybody I never got out on that. Uh, me neither but i was always bigger obviously <laughs> so but that didn't stop a lot of big dudes Nah, big dudes was walking around looking like just <laughs> fucking overfilled crazy face bottle dog with toothpicks at the bottom like what made them wear some of that stuff like i yeah. get it you know it's a style but you know you gotta sag your pants and I honestly don't even know where they kept their phones because there was no way. Because those phones wasn't even slim back then. Hang on, they were thick. Like the Nokia's was like at least twice the thickness of my like Android. Even the iPhones were thick. Yeah, them things was Britain. We saying bricks. Somebody, you know, venturing into their 30s or 40s might hear this and think that we're out of our minds. Like, you guys are saying bricks. I had the original Nokia. Okay, yeah. dinosaur. <laughs> all right man we get it you're old we get it you <laughs> aged before us crazy all right next question i got this is me or are you asking me what fast food restaurant do you think do i think that you're most likely to drive through and what's your order ah oh uh, man um I could be real fucked up and be like Popeyes, five <laughs> chicken tender fucking. <laughs> if you nah. want to be crazy, you need to see like Church's chicken. Like we really need to take it to. <laughs> we there's really no, need to get crazy. There's no churches up here. I don't think. Really? There ain't shit up here, man. Honestly, that might be deep. Nah, I feel like I've seen a church somewhere. Not up, not up here. Shit. Oh, know. yeah, I forgot. You in a different place. You ain't in Georgia. I ain't in Georgia. Hell no. Nah. I'm in fucking Ohio. Anyway, I think you're Zaxby's dude that fucks with either like the nibblers <laughs> or. So you uh, saying I'm a bitch. Yeah, either that or the kicking chicken sandwich. <laughs> The kick and chicken sandwich go hard, but you know, at the end of the day, I was a former Chick Fil A employee. Oh, also, shit. I got yeah, I got fired from Chick Fil A too. Fun facts. Um, <laughs> that was that was a real highlight of my life before, and I, and I went in to like put in my two weeks notice because Buddy was trying to short me the whole time. Well, actually, now nah, he started shorting me hours. The assistant manager started shorting my hours when um. Uh, I was in the kitchen with this dude named Jeff. It was just me and him, so we were short man that day because the other dude didn't show up for some reason. I think 
he had to do some. So me and Jeff doing things and I'm over, you know, handling the raw chicken, trying to like bread it, get it over to the drop baskets and stuff. Right. And Jeff is trying to, you know, you know, tell me, hey, you know, we need to get some of these sandwiches out. We need to get some of these sandwiches out. And it's like, bro, I got raw chicken all over my hand. Like you can't cross contaminate. So if you are to do something, if you do have to jump in between, you literally have to drop like all the gloves you wearing pretty much deep rinse both of your arms put on a whole new set of gloves so really and those gloves have like powder in them so really your hands is getting crazy ashy every time you got to go in between these things and jeff ain't really doing too much jeff is doing the bare minimum he's like doing french fries or something like the waffle fries and you know eventually we almost run out of chicken so i gotta go in the freezer grab some you know, start dethawing it, grab the dethaws, like doing everything. And then Jeff, he keeps doing this during rush hour. And eventually I like turn over Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, if you don't shut the fuck up and do something more, I'm about to slap this shit. Like I, I, I kind of go a little off on Jeff because he started irritating me after a while. Yeah. And I didn't realize like the assistant manager was right behind me when I blew up on Jeff. And, you know, this is short little white dude name. I think Jake. Maybe I really don't remember his name, but I remember his face. It's, okay, guys, let's just keep the peace back here. And that's when I realized I ruined the holy sanctity of Chick Fil A because yeah. I just blew up on Buddy in the back. And I'm pretty sure people in the front maybe heard it, but I don't care. Like he he had it coming because me and Jeff been working there at the for the exact same amount of time. And it's like, dude, you got to do something more. And ever since then. My hours started getting cut. I would find ways to pick up hours. Jake would put in new like mandates saying like, "Oh, your hours got to go through me now." And it's like, bro, this is a fr- chicken frying business. Like, <laughs> this isn't like a real you gotta weigh out the hours kind of thing. The job still gets done at the end of the day. Like, we all just put chicken in baskets and fry it. But yeah. he did that one day. He tried to have me work for two hours one day. And my dad told me, and thank you, dad, for giving, you know, young me a little bit of game. He said, <laughs> don't go to work if their hours aren't worth the gas you of you getting there. So I was like, all right, word. And that's when I decided to put in my two weeks notice because I was like, I'm not going to keep playing these games with them. I'm going to leave respectfully. You know, I'll leave for the military in a couple of weeks anyway. I went up there to give them. And the thing is, is I called the owner and the owner sent me the email of the pdf for the um two weeks notice so i printed it off signed it yeah and i was like cool and you know i come up there to you know give it to him like not a day of me coming up for work me just coming up there for that and i think i posted something on facebook and this was another important lesson in my life but i had said something like you know something about like good and bad leadership about how like you know a good leader knows when to you know assess this or did it some some i don't remember what it was but it wasn't nothing crazy i think it was something like you know if the shoe fits wear it you know <laughs> i didn't tell you to put it on but i never set any names in it and i had nobody on my facebook from chick-fil-a other than jeff my first fuck up and a few of my other guy friends that you know i knew they weren't into that realm because they're the ones who told me Jeff did it. So Jeff snitched on me. So Jeff, Jeff, Jeff yeah, Jeff, Aho. Jeff snitched on me to uh, the 
assistant manager. So when I come up there, I don't know this. I'm just coming up there to get my two weeks notice. And, you know, I come in the back. Jake is sitting in the back. Bro, I'm probably calling this man the wrong name, but I don't care. Jake's sitting in the back. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, you know, here's my two weeks notice. Um, You know, I'm about to go go to basic training. So, you know, here you go. And he was like, oh, well, you won't need to give me that two weeks notice because that little Facebook you Facebook post you posted the other day got your little butt fired. And I was just standing there for a second like, my nigga, you are really about to put me on unemployment. <laughs> like, do you, <laughs> do you understand how this works? <laughs> you are not hurting me. I came here to quit. Like, I don't care if I get a single paycheck from you guys anymore. I have another job. Like, well, I was like, okay, cool. And then on my way out, he tries following me to like, yeah, I'll show you to the door. Like, I guess trying to be authoritative or something. And I think he was really trying to get me to like pop off on him, but I know better. So I was just chilling. Just, you know, really, I took my time walking out. I will say that. I dragged my feet a little bit, walked around the kitchen, said bye to everybody, you know, gave everybody a long hug, really just being petty at this point. And then I like, you know, walk out to the front, say bye to everybody else. And then, you know, I eventually just leave because it's just like, okay. And then after I got done with basic training, I went back to the same Chick-fil-A and I went there so he can make me a sandwich, but he wasn't there anymore. Uh, so, oh. Nah, he actually got, he actually got a job uh, promotion up at headquarters in Atlanta. So, amen. Hey man, I didn't care. I still got my chicken sandwich at the end of the day. So <laughs> still got the chicken sandwich. Fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. They probably yeah, gave you yeah. a free one too at some point in time in your career as an airman. You know, the yeah, for sure. loves the military. Yeah, for sure. I will and I still got some friends that work there too. So, you know, whenever I pull up, like I'll come hang out with them for a couple of minutes uh in between their shifts and you know it's still like good vibes up there just because you know jeff wanted to be you know a little hoe and want to rat on me and i don't even know how that was a rat to be completely honest because that really wasn't directed at anybody at chick-fil-a it was more of just i guess slightly from chick-fil-a but it was more of just like the experience itself that's why i didn't name drop people it was just like you know a good leader knows how to lead you know so forth so on if you you know but if you feel a certain way you know if the shoe fits where type stuff yeah but if you want to be petty and you know take it that way that's cool and then when i pull up and i'm trying to give you my two and that's that's the craziest thing he put me on unemployment by firing me like i don't think he understood that like I started getting a check after that. I was like, okay, well, yeah, whatever. You were giving me two. What you got? Yeah. Yes, it was. He was giving me two hours a week, and that was a total of thirty-five dollars a week. <laughs> and now I'm getting up like however much they were giving me back then. But yeah, yeah, I'm a Chick Fil A guy, you know. Chick Fil A deluxe <laughs> lemonade with no ice. Got to get all of it, bro. There's only. I think in the whole city of Toledo, there's three or four Chick-fil-A's up here. And every single one of them are fucking packed. And I'm like, damn, it's not that great. Every time. It's not that if you great. Want, if you want money off a franchise, like if you want to open a franchise, 
I ain't gonna cap Chick Fil A the franchise to open. Like they yeah. have business, they will have business no matter what. And no matter I, what. I'm pretty sure Chick Fil A picks the location where you're gonna be at. Like they strategically put their Chick Fil A stores in different locations. That's like I guess in a hot spot. Yeah. And now I started seeing them overseas too. I know they got one in Korea. They had one open in England for a little bit, but um, bro, British people are more liberal than uh, people from California. So I believe it. They uh, they opened up a Chick Fil A. It was like a starter Chick Fil A in uh in the UK. And so it had real basic menu stuff. It didn't even have like a chicken deluxe. It just had a really basic chicken sandwich chicken nuggets and like a couple other things but the brits caught wind that sandy kathy truitt said some like iffy stuff about homosexuals because i'm pretty sure sandy kathy said um according to his religion it doesn't agree with what homosexuals do yeah like i think that's the extent of what it was i was it it happened back in like 20 11 2012 is when the news came out but sandy kathy has been dead for a really long time like chick-fil-a hasn't been influenced by sandy kathy beyond his grave since you know 10 years ago but british people revived him and the words he said and they got that chick-fil-a right about it there and you know the americans at the base were mad about it because it's like yo y'all don't like the uk doesn't have that much good food to keep it a buck like unless if you're not in london um yeah so the american standard i believe it (laughs) bro like to the american standard of how we like our food the uk ain't it like they yeah and when we got chick-fil-a it was like yes we're in the right direction they were like we're mad about what a dad guy said it's like why 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 this is the best thing you guys ever got (laughs) like it, it ain't nando's bomb of the day it is not nando's nando's is straight but i would never advocate for nando's to come to america any brit that has been to america can fully understand why i say that like we have so many other options like our like zaxby's isn't even like our highest brand of like chicken stores it's up there but zaxby's will wax all the chicken stores in the uk bro i'm telling you if i bring a zaxby's up here because Zaxby's stops at the fucking Mason Dixon line. Um, uh, if I bring a Zaxby's I don't think up like here, seasoning. Uh, I don't know. Because all, bro, all it is up here is fucking like steaks and burgers and shit. And I'm just like, so red meat and high blood pressure. Essentially, if you look at uh-huh. it, I'm like, fuck. I mean, Zaxby's ain't really that much better, but it's got flavor to it. At least you die with flavor. It's a good option. It's a good option. <laughs> Americans have, are about good options. <laughs> they do have salads, though, at Zaxby's. That do kind of hit. So, um, yeah. But now, if I brought a Zaxby's up here, bro, I'd be fucking rolling in it right now. But anyway, next question is me asking you, do you think I was popular in school? Bro, we both wasn't it. Like it <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like that that that's the I mean we had our we had our group. And yeah. that's the thing, like like in high school, 
is definitely groups. It's just Lovejoy is aggressive. So the groups are like, well, for guys, I would say around, honestly, after freshman year, guys amongst all of us just mellowed out. Like any guy could hang out with any guy. Like it didn't matter what clique you belong to. Guys were just guys. Like that part didn't really matter. Um, But when it came to like. Because, I mean, like there's definitely a group of dudes that. Cause you got all them hard body ass dudes who like thug life shit. I don't know. Yeah, well, some of them I low key like I was like I was cool with some of them just because like down low they was like Naruto fans or something. Like yeah, no I matter mean, how hard cool. a gangster could be, it's just like y'all watch Dragon Ball Z too. So we all have something to talk about. But when it came to like who pulling who, like which girls. I was dating girls outside of Lovejoy because I knew I didn't have a chance in hell at Lovejoy. Bro. I dated like one girl at Lovejoy and that was it. <laughs> and she didn't even stay. She was at Lovejoy for a year and left. I remember her. Is the same girl we're thinking about? Yeah, Talia. Yeah. Shout out Talia. She was cool. I fucked with her. Super, super sweet girl. Yeah, really, really nice. She is from Hawaii, right? Yeah, she was from Hawaii. Super soft spoken, and it was her. funny. Like we never got in a real argument, and that was the most peaceful relationship to this day. Like even the one I'm in now. <laughs> shout out to my girl. Shout out to you, girl. But yeah, me. Yeah, me, me, me and Talia dated for just about a year, and our arguments like they never really escalated that much. But yeah, like between I mean, me and you, like we was not the clicking. We was not the clicking group when it came to like picking up girls at all. <laughs> I mean, all right. So to be honest, like in that school, so we graduated. How many? How many people were in our graduating class? Like four hundred, almost five hundred. Three or four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Something, something crazy like that. Like I found out my wife's graduating class only had eighty six people in it. Yeah, it turns out Lovejoy was a big school. Biggest shit, and I feel like in order to be like considered what some people consider popular i really didn't give a fuck um you almost had to be like famous in a sense or like if you like became famous i wouldn't be surprised you know so yeah so my like my freshman sophomore year i was pretty decent like no i wasn't decent at all i was fucking what they considered (laughs) lame (laughs) And um, soft or junior senior year, I kind of chilled out. I was cool with everybody. Like, yeah, I by just, senior year, I feel like everybody, at least on a, actually by se- junior senior year, I feel like everybody that had been there the whole time, we had some sort of like cordialness with each other. Yeah, like we wasn't all best friends and shit, but no, not know, at all. Man, I'd, if like I was walking around and I was gonna joke with somebody. They joke back and shit like that. But you you get the yeah. random, random asshole who'd be, you know, trying to be funny and shit. But beyond that, I, nobody really fucked with me like that. Except for that motherfucker that popped the tire on the bike. <laughs> Still ain't figure out who that was. And this dude that stole my phone. I should have popped his ass when I had the chance. But I was a bigger person than for some Yeah, that was... Reason. Yeah, Lovejoy was different. Kids were 100% like... Going to the bathroom meant taking all your stuff with you. 
Like that ass, do not leave. Don't leave your shit in the classroom. Because we had like three or four food fights in one week. You remember because of them food fights, they started cheating us like prisoners. And we had to like, they had to like knock on our classroom doors per hallway to let us out into to let us out to the cafeteria my dumb ass thought like oh at least we get to have lunch as a hallway no they told us to go back to our classrooms and, and somehow, eat our lunch there was still a food fight even <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was senior year senior year was wild like yeah. i didn't care for lovejoy that much but senior year was kind of wild because i remember that week it was like Four different food fights. Um, and I remember we were at... We, it was, yeah, it was probably like five different fights. I remember Principal Colbert put a kid in a headlock that tried to, like, beam him with an apple. Um, I remember we started a food fight in the senior courtyard. And I remember, I feel like Christian started it. Because he was always that little poppy, little ADHD child that was ready to just do some crazy shit. If we shout were just at the Christian, table, man. yeah, shout out Christian. Like, he was the energy for no reason. Like, it it would have, like, nothing could be happening and nothing needed to happen. And Christian would just be like, I want to flip this tray of food. He tosses always, it. He always was arguing with the teachers and shit. And it was the funniest the thing ever. Like, he's trolling, y'all. Stop entertaining. And <laughs> <laughs> we just watched, like, okay. I fuck with him. I I saw him last time I was in Atlanta. Uh, it was brief, but I fuck with him. Yeah, he ain't a bad dude. He was always like he he, he a cool dude. He done switched. He, cool he switched up a little bit at the end, but uh, you know everybody grows in different directions and shit. He'll get back to what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what well, what's on to the next topic? All right. This is the last question of this level one or whatever I'm going to ask. All right. Um, who do I think your celebrity crush is? Uh, who, what? who do you think I'm going to say? I don't even know who. You ever, all right, you ever watch? Right. You just uh, got to take a shot at it. Yeah. You ever watch Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. I think it's uh, what the, um, the girl Chris can ever get. Yeah. When I was younger, I mean, not really. She was just like. What's her name? I can't. Tasha. Tasha. Yeah, but what is her real name? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember actors' names. Let me look it up. Paige Hurd. Nah, That's- I have one hundred percent ever so. My my shit goes by like what era it was, all time, like Fresh Prince Nia Long. All time, I Fresh Prince that. Nia Long is one hundred percent, and honestly, Nia Long in general still top five no matter what time, what yeah. day of the week it is. Like Nia Long been my baby like ever since like Friday, uh like old school Fresh Prince and everything else she was like getting on like especially her with that short haircut, bro. Like Nia Long was always it. Sanaya Lathan. Oh, bro. Dog. To this day, like Sanaya still got it. Oh my god, Carrie Hilson. 
Oh my goodness. I'm big enough to black women, by the way. Like one million percent. We are gonna go Gabrielle Union. For sure. Still got it. My wife is Caucasian. I love her to death. <laughs> I also love black women too. I mean, I'd, a lot of people think that just because I'm in an interracial relationship, that means I do not like black women, but I love black women. I mean, you're interracial yourself. At the end, like, Whatever you like, you like. It's just when I moved to England, I feel like I learned a little bit more because my whole life, like I never messed with a white girl like a day in my life. And it wasn't because of like option. It was just what was always attracted to me. I was also attracted to them. And black women for my entire life have always been attracted to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the when I went over to England and I started traveling more Europe, I started realizing like, you know, no matter how good a white girl might look and this isn't just to like all white, I ain't trying to like generalize all y'all, but I just grew up around black women. Like that's just like, I know like the black population in America is like 13%. Atlanta ignores that. Atlanta is just all black people for the most part, especially back when we was, yeah, (laughs) it's black Sweden. 100%. You, you know, when a white person shows up, you're kind of scared for them. Like, where did you come from? Are you lost? Are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> but no, nah, it's it's all love. Like, especially around love, Joey. Like, surprisingly, it was all love. And but I just started realizing, like, after being in Europe for so long, I miss black women, bro. Like, I I wanted to be around black girls. Again, like I dated a African girl when I was I'll say dated is a loose word to use what we was doing, but you know, dated uh Ivory Coast, you know, in case if somebody wanna be smart alley like shout out to her in case in our country. I'll let you say that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hurt her feelings. Uh she she just wanted to I Uh oh. So, well, I mean, I think I put it out on the podcast, like in an older episode, so oh, I could just say it again. So, yeah. So, um, the reason why she might not like me now, and this might be a little offbeat, but when me and her were supposed to go to a Drake concert in Amsterdam, it got postponed. I had to work the week it got postponed, but we still had the original tickets. Um, she ended up getting uh, tied up with some with her family. I wasn't really tripping about it. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. But if you want to go to Dubai next month, I'm going to Dubai. All you have to do is get your plane ticket. Everything else is handled. She didn't want to do that. I said a word, invited another girl out. Because at the time, we wasn't 100% dating. Mm. She never put that, like, commitment down. And also, I wasn't taking that commitment at the time. So she didn't ask and I wasn't taken. So we were both like kind of like on our own points about it. But um, I don't know if I I think I told her who was going because it was me, my boy, Nick and um, and my friend, Brittany. Shout out, Brittany. But uh, yeah, it was just a casual trip to Dubai. Like it wasn't like I was taking like Brittany out on like a magical you know, beauty vacation. But then I put the pictures on Instagram and... Oh, man, all hell broke loose, huh? 
I mean, she just said she was going back to her ex. So I was like, okay, word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Say less. Yeah, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, you know. Cool. It's okay. Right. It is okay, buddy. So we're going to move on to the next level, level two. Uh, yeah. These questions are a little deeper, a little more intense. Not crazy, but a little more intense. So, my question to you, what are you more afraid of, failure or success, and why? Is that for me to answer? That's for you to answer. Oh, shit. Am I more afraid of failure or success? Yeah, what are you more afraid of, failure or success, and why? Oh, success, bro. The first time I got over, like, a... um, I'm not going to say the number of my credit score because my mom got mad when I said it one time for some reason. But when I got to a good credit score, like a really good credit score, Mm -hmm. I was fucking terrified because I had no idea how I got there. And that is the worst fit. Like, I like the security of like understanding how I got to a place. So when I messed up, I knew how I messed up. Like, I'm okay with messing up. I'm okay with failures. But it's the same idea. Like if I ever won the lottery, I'm probably going to have like a full mental breakdown for like the first couple of days. Cause my purpose, the way I structure my life is like, I understand my work habits, but if all of that goes, if the understanding of that goes away, then I kind of get a little lost. So yeah. yeah um, Do you think, yeah. uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like success that's probably what I'm more scared of too. Um, like, cause you know, when you fail at something like stocks, that's been a hot topic for the past couple of weeks, right? Uh, yeah. Say I put two hundred dollars into Robinhood or wherever the fuck. You know, if I lose that two hundred dollars, I've been broke before, so I already know what that's like. I already know how to navigate that. Yeah. But if I were to flip that two hundred into two hundred thousand, I'm a shit bricks because I don't know what to do with that money. You know, more money, more problems, bro. I mean, like, I done got multiple pay raises at work and then got paid more. You know, my paychecks have been big as shit. And I've been like, damn, I really don't want to fuck this up. Because if I were, yeah, like, I have a great house now. My house is good. Um, But I know that if I fuck it up, my kids could possibly be homeless. And I don't Yeah, like, it's too... Like, the plateau gets too high after a while. That's why, like, I turned down a few really nice-paying jobs just to stay in school because it's like, look, if, like, staying in school is just, well, for me, it's free. So if you ever want free school, join the military. Don't mess up your career. Get to the end of your contract. There you go. But, like, going to school and getting my education and getting my um, bachelor's and whatever it might be, uh it just sets a new base for you so even if you hit absolute rock bottom again you for some reason say you got felonies now like everything went wrong that degree doesn't go anywhere they can't take away that degree no matter what you do so even if you get out it's like okay cool instead of just being like you know a cashier at walmart now you could be like at least a shift supervisor at the bare minimum right. or you can come in at a managerial level or a lot of retail like it's it's just a new base like if your floor isn't that high off of where you're at a fall isn't gonna hurt that bad so success for me is 
success with an unknown factor of how high I got, it's like running upstairs and skipping a step. It's that weird little like fear of like what just happened. That's kind of yeah. why that yeah too much success is uh it's like tripping yeah, up gets you lost. like how the fuck yeah, are you like, all going up <laughs> yeah and you are more terrified going up like coming down you're bracing for it going up you aren't bracing for it. you're just you just realized you fucked up like oh god it's coming it's coming uh yeah oh yeah all right next question i guess is a question for me um do you do I think the image of myself that I have of myself matches the image people see me as? Uh, not completely. Um, you know, because I kind of view myself obviously like, unless you're just like really sad and depressed, I view myself, you know, kind of highly. I mean, I I like to think that I'm very outgoing and shit and very articulate and smart and all this other bullshit. But the reality of it is when I go into public and I meet new people, I'm really quiet, really awkward. I kind of have this resting bitch face. And yeah, most people would think you're just like shy or mute. Yeah. I mean, either that or I just don't fuck with them. Like a lot of people, a lot of people I've, I've met and I first originally spoken to, like once we got cool, they were like, "Yeah, I really thought that you didn't really fuck with me or didn't like me, you know." Because, uh, but the reality of it is, uh, shit, I'm like a light skinned bitch, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, you pull a light skinned women, <laughs> they're like, "You're like, damn, she's like so mean and shit," but they'd be really cool. But that's me, I guess. I'm very outgoing and shit. That's how I view myself. I have goal orient. I'm goal orientated and shit, but I think people just view me as quiet and not really talkative, which is partially true. But I'm very selective. It is what it is. Yeah, you couldn't really be too outgoing uh, in Lovejoy. Nah, I mean, unless you, you either had to be good at it or you were just gonna be bad at it. There was no in between. Yeah. So I just chill. I stay in my. I, realistically, I stay in my own lane. I don't really hop into other people's business like that unless I feel like I can help them out. But if you do, even you, then, it depends on who you are. Oh yeah, for real. Like if I hop, if I hop in your business and I'm like, hey, do you need help? Or if I know I can give you a solution to your problems, and I give you that solution to your problems, and you disregard it, I'm gonna leave it alone after that. You on your own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next question. This question I got for you. What's your father's name? And tell me one <laughs> thing about him. You're not going to believe me. LT. LT. It's just LT. Two letters. His whole name. The government name is LT. That's Doesn't it. mean anything. It's not, it's not short for anything. Nothing. Shout out to LT, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Something about him. Just uh, one man. thing, man. One thing, man. It could be anything you admire about him. His personality traits. Some, just one thing. Oh, man. 
uh something i love about him uh his personality because it's like mine and i i grew to understand it more like later on in my life like my dad naturally has like a deep but loud seemingly aggressive voice and tone about him right and for one, he was a drill sergeant. So everybody that was in the military kind of understands, like, if you ever become an NCO in the military, you have to develop a tone about you that is assertive to a point. And also, like, just the deepness of my voice and the way I articulate myself. Because me and my dad both have, like, he has more of a thick country accent than I do. But we talk real slow and, like, melodic. Not melodic at all, actually. Like, it's very monotone. So, um, but the way he carries himself is, you know, some I respect out of him because right. even after, like, he had, after he's like done all the jobs he's done, he doesn't really need to do anything else anymore. He doesn't need to work. He just keeps doing things because, you know, that's just his personality. He prefers to stay busy, and that's like a trope of military people. Like, right, I like in my downtime like i could take a couple of days off but a week off i don't think i can do a week off like mm-hmm. a week of not having anything to do or like i i can't do that and you know to see an end goal in my life of you know career wise like how he ended up like you know by no means was it a hollywood finish or anything but it was a finish and you know it's a good path to be able to like go by for a man with a simple enough name is lt you know lt man you just you live in life simple and you then, know, go through the motions get your and, shit done and keep it moving that's what it sounds like yeah you know it's like the craziest part his name is lt but he was enlisted in the army damn so everybody once they found that shit out bro they was probably on his ass <laughs> Bruh, they was, I, I, I told a couple people, like, when they tried to call my dad in school, because I didn't live with my dad growing up, and mm-hmm. I would just give my dad's phone number whenever I would get in trouble, and they would call him, and they would ask, like, oh, so what's his name, LT? Oh, so you think you're funny? No. Oh, okay, you want to be smart now. So they just keep, like, escalating what they think I'm saying, and it's like, no, like, that's his name. <laughs> that's his name country yeah. people country people just do stuff like that like billy bob <laughs> bobby joe like we just hyphenate random stuff or just make it simple like jj and it will mean nothing it's just two j's like okay well uh, yeah, that, whatever. that's his name all right so i got we're gonna do two more questions for this uh so there's a question for me, I guess. It's what part of my life works? What part of my life hurts? Oh, man. It's going to make you cry. Uh, I guess the part of my life that works. Um, shit, that's hard. I mean, I'm real active in my children's life. I I was I mean my dad's been there my whole life or whatnot, um, and, yeah. But there were th- there were certain things that he wouldn't do, and yeah, you, know, you don't fault him for that because a lot of people just didn't know. But yeah, you know, for my kids, my goal is 
to get down and play. Because when you're a kid, all you want to do is fucking play. And, you know, as an adult, I can see myself getting caught up in going to work, coming home, being tired from work, quote unquote tired, um, and not wanting to play with my kids. But I just can't do that. Like every time my kids ask me a question, I always make it a point to listen to them and respond to them so they know that mm-hmm. I am talking to them or understanding what they're saying, or if they want to play, I'm going to play with them. You know, that's part of the reason why I had kids so young was because some people wait till they're like 40 or 50 to have kids, which is absurd for the 50 part. Yeah, that's nuts. But, um, you know, at that point, LT had people, me at 36. <laughs> you know, of- 36 is still kind of young, though. So, yeah. A lot of those people don't have the energy to be, you know, with their kids, play with their kids, talk to their kids, understand their kids and shit. Relate to a degree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing that kind of works. A thing that hurts in my life. uh, Shit. Uh, Say a year and a half ago. Uh... You know, I lost lost my third child. Uh, that was pretty shocking in itself because I don't know. I like I I knew I wasn't invincible. I knew everybody around me wasn't invincible, but you know, when when the babies are born, you kind of think that they're supposed to be born, kicking and screaming and shit. But yeah, it, it didn't work out like that. So. It was kind of shocking. It was shitty because I was working like an hour and a half away from the hospital that he was born at. And I had to fight through traffic. I was in a fucking, in my work truck, speeding down the highway. I was going like 80, 85 in this big ass truck. And it was just really eye opening to see that walk in. It was fucked up because when I got there, I went into the hospital and they're like, oh, well, your wife's in room B, right? Uh, yeah. So as I was walking to room B, all I hear on the intercom is like, oh, you know, room A's, emergency surgery, emergency C-section, all this other shit, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's crazy. Sucks for them because my wife's in room B. I walk into room B, my wife's not in there. She's in room A. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, that all went down and shit. I almost lost my wife that time too. She had to get five blood transfusions. Um, You know, that whole time I was, you know, I couldn't really process that during that point in time because I had to answer questions from the doctors and all that stuff. And it's really, really difficult to kind of go through when you have to be the head of the household. I mean, I don't have to be, but might as well be. Yeah, I mean, at at that point, though, it like that's like I don't even know how I could even try to put myself in those shoes of just like you know, like by the time you show up, it's like, well, the baby didn't make it, and now your wife is on the way, and it's just like, wait, oh, what? Yeah. Okay, we need you to answer questions, and it's just like, wait, I, I have a million questions. Like, what do you mean the like? <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. Like oh. I, I don't know how how to re and that's like that's something about life that sometimes there really ain't a good understanding like when you think 
especially like after having two kids, you would think you know the process at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you show up, you do this, everything's kosher, you go home, blah, 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 and then you come in and, you know, that's like, I, I, I don't even, I, I don't have a good comparison for that no, at all. No, I mean, the part that really fucked me up was the part where I had to explain to my kids what was going on. I mean, my son, not so much, because he was only like one at the time. But my daughter was like three, three and a half or three. Um, So she got to keep your shit together. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to explain to her why her mom isn't really coherent and shit. And then, you know, her, her brother's not there and all that shit. And, you know, it's pretty tough. That's that that's the part that kind of hurts the most. I mean, the after effects of it kind of navigating through life after that, you know, because yeah. being able to being like, able to process things and develop after that. That's the part that I'm kind of figuring out as far as life goes. That kind of sucks the most. So. Yeah, it's biggest what if. Yeah, for a long time. But yeah, yeah I can't to that. I'm good. I mean, I'm good though. So, it's oh yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. And this All sounds right. really terrible, but uh, on to the next. One. <laughs> no, it's not good. <laughs> right, the last question for you is: What's the most Gosh. pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical? The most pain I've been in that wasn't physical was I mean it happened a lot of times and it was um what was actually the I would say when I was in the service for seven years and I was never state the entire time I was gone since twenty fourteen, I was mm-hmm. never stationed within four thousand miles of home. So to, you know, put a pinpoint on where four thousand miles is from anybody in Atlanta Go to the middle of Alaska, 4,000 miles. Go to Cambridge, United Kingdom. That's 4,000 miles. I was never within that. So um, really the thing that hurt me the most was like uh, deaths in the family. Because all you could ever be is just an ear. Like, you know when you know family members die and you're ready to drop everything buy a crazy plane ticket to come back for the funeral and this that the other and that taught me a different life lesson of um you know and a lot of people have this thing with their families and you know it's nothing on you if you don't like go and see your family as much as possible because i had a different experience that makes me want to do it yeah but um yeah, don't wait until the funeral to go see cousins and nah, sisters man. and brothers and all that other stuff. Like, you know, you don't you don't want to miss those. Like when, because at the end of the day, like we're all destined for the same thing. And when it's all said and done, you don't want to say like, "Oh, I haven't spoken to this person for this long because they don't hit me up." Like we all had that phase in our life, you know, right. a little bit of pride. Like, oh, they don't hit me up, therefore I'm not. And, you know, all I can say is when it gets 
you know, to that last day and you just get a phone call and you're 4,000 miles away um, trying your best to come home for the funeral that, and most people get buried within a week. So it's like, um, you know, the last one happened on the day that I was coming back, which Mm -hmm. was really shitty. Like the day I was like separating from active duty, my plane ticket was the very next day. And it wasn't too much. It it wasn't a lot that I could say was regret because death, you always feel a little bit of regret. But, you know, something I always made a point of is every time I ever because I only ever came home once a year. Every time I did come home, I went to see my family in Mississippi, even though if I came to Georgia, I always went to go see them every single time I came back. So once a year, it wasn't much, but you know, that's the most I could give out once a year. I will make sure I go and say, Hey to everybody. Yeah. Like it didn't have to be long. It didn't, but just that now that I'm an uncle and you know, I have more nieces and nephews. Like I ain't got no kids yet, but you know, I will want my nieces and nephews to, you know, still be around like, you know, just to see them when they get older, like, oh, you know, it's nice, you know, they still come around, they still remember Uncle JJ and all that other stuff, and right. you know, that was that was a pain that just, you know, while you're in the service for so long, like, you grow used to it, but mm-hmm. everybody hits that same wall of, like, you know, all the memories come back when the funeral is announced, like, don't wait until that last second, that last little wall, like, Right. You know, if y'all are at differences, find a middle ground. Like it doesn't have to be a good one or a great one, but a middle ground can be found most of the time. Like things usually ain't that serious, but it's it took for me to, you know, be gone for years at a time for me to grow that mindset. Right. I feel that. Yeah. I I think when I was in the Navy, uh every every year that I was in, except the first year. Oh, three out of the four years. For my birthday, Christmas. Birthday and Christmas. I was either out to, I was out to sea. There was no either or. I was just out to sea. No way. So that just sucked. And then for the first year of my daughter's life, um, my wife was stationed in San Diego and I was stationed in Washington State. And I couldn't see her for that whole year. So every time I went home, to meet him and you know hang out with him and shit she didn't know who i was uh, after that i was like you know it's time to get the fuck up out of here get fucked up <laughs> oh, shit. so it's cool level two's done i'm only gonna ask two questions for the last one uh two or three depending on how we feel yeah i was uh, about to say we gotta end on a high note i want to end on this <laughs> melconi shit <laughs> um so this is a question for me. Uh, what question were you most afraid to answer? What I was most afraid to answer is, I mean, that last one I had kind of answered, mainly because I don't really spoke too much about it. Uh, I know if my wife hears this, she's going to be really pissed because I don't even talk to her ass about the shit. And <laughs> for me to come out here and fucking talk to however many people listen to it. Spouses got to understand that shit, though, like, 
there's a different like certain information and just like conversations and i guess this media might be terrible because you're literally speaking to the fucking world right now <laughs> like I mean, some I, things i just don't want to tell my girl yeah all the time like yeah. if it's the right time and right place sure but certain things i can't say too much but all right next question for you gotta be a happy one we gotta end on a high note <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, so based on, oh, how would you describe me to a stranger? How would I describe you to a stranger? Yeah. Uh, awkwardly. Uh, awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> like awkwardly social, like once you get into it, but I think that's both of us. Like, yeah, we both have resting like anger faces, like. You know, if you just catch us just like, you know, standing, you know, over by like, a, I don't know where we would be. I don't know. What what did we do? Back back? Uh, if you just seen us somewhere and you would just see us not talking, you would not want to approach us just because our fi- like my face is really straight. Your face is really straight. Yeah. We could easily just like stand next to each other and not say anything at all. People won't even know that we're like we pulled up in the same car or something. Oh yeah, right. I mean, but you know, it's crazy. I feel like all the times we hung out, um, even though we're like that, when we would hang out in public and shit, it kind of just changed, like the dynamic of how we acted. So we never really exhibited that unless we were on our own. If that makes sense. Like when we were together, we was chilling, joking around and shit, fucking with people. But it's when we get you know, in our own space by ourselves and shit. That's when we exhibit like the resting bitch face and you know, being yeah, and it's, it's not Yeah, and it's not like we're trying to do it. It's just like my face specifically doesn't move. So I had to learn, you know, getting older. I usually have to be the person to like introduce myself and approach people. Because if I don't, they are not gonna do it because they're just gonna look at me and think he might want to punch me in the face and that's yeah. not the case like i'm really don't care what you're doing for the most part like you you know you and your zone i mean but if i have like business to do with you or you know back when i was single if i wanted to come and talk to a girl or something like i would just come talk to her and i had to learn how to be goofy with a serious face which is the weirdest thing you have to figure out like, right Yes, you're yeah, right. You gotta get good. <laughs> All right. You uh, have to get good at that. So I got one more question, just because it fell out. It's gonna be quick. Um, based on what I learned about you, what book would I recommend you to read? Do you read books? <laughs> Do you know how to navigate the pages of a fucking? textbook i read audible books so i listen to them motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) he can see sound (laughs) oh shit i do not have all right i mean a a book i could recommend to you is uh the subtle art of not giving a fuck I already read it. You read it? <laughs> I loved it. It's a good I loved book, it. Man. He came out with a second book. Uh, uh, I, uh, I want to get it. 
I feel like I went through it. I need to get I that. I can't actually. remember it. That, that, that subtle art of not giving a fuck is so good. I bought it twice. Man. <laughs> There's another one. I think it's uh, how to unfuck yourself. How to unfuck yourself. Or how to unfuck your brain. Everything it's is one fu- of those. Yeah. yeah. That I, I think that actually is the title. Is everything is fucked. That's what it is. It's a good okay. book. Man. So we were, I, we need to get that book. Kind of read over it. Have a book club. You know, be all fucking weird about it. Hey, I'll go back through that book. Like the subtle art of not giving a fuck is one hundred percent a book for people, for everybody to read. And I know some Christians and super religious people like, oh, that sounds so perfect. So many profanities. Okay, cool. It's a word. Words are words. You can go over to a different country, speak that speaks a different language, say fuck, and it means nothing. It's just gibberish. So it's cool. Like, listen to the book, the content, and this is a military lesson. Don't listen to the words that they're saying. Listen to what they are saying. Don't listen to how they're saying it. Don't listen to the extra stuff. Listen to what the message is. Right. Nine times out of ten, it'll get you to where you need to be a lot quicker. And that one out of ten, they're just talking shit. But um, for if sure. I were to if you a book, uh, I would say uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. All right, I gotta write that down in the notes. Like that is a super good book, David Goggins, crazy dude. Also full of curse words. He is full of curse words. But the Audible book, along with the book, I think is the best, like. If you got, you know, the bread just to go ahead and like get both because the Audible book throws in extra um, extra information that isn't in the physical book because David Goggins is like passively narrating through the book. And he's an ex-Navy SEAL. And his story of how of his military journey is nuts. Like, you know, he got kicked out the Air Force for, I think, being too obese. And then he ended up having to try to get he was trying to get into the SEALs failed the seals test i think two times past the third time and then like his childhood and growing up also wasn't all that great and he's just a great it's a great book for like you know getting over adversity all that other stuff um getting over adversity but not in like a you know like cinematic kind of way where you know the ending is super bright and all the other stuff david goggins is just gonna jump into another mud puddle and make things harder for himself to like david goggins is a like callous over callous kind of person like you will get there and if you form a mindset getting there becomes the easiest part i feel it well i guess this is the end because i think we're coming up on the end of our uh time frame here yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead and cut it it has been a good episode and we'll see people next time here In a minute, but don't let me find my face. Okay, a minute. Always show it on my face. I've been a villain. Always been a middle case, but now I feel it. Took a 40 to the face, and I'm chilling. Anything that's in my way, I'm finna kill it. I found my lane, now I'm straight, nobody in it. I found my lane, now I'm straight, nobody in it. Empty houses, I